The following podcast is an audio version of a live show that takes place daily on Crowdcast. To join our live audience, visit our Crowdcast website at crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. That's crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. We're not allowed to have fun anymore. So lieu of fun, let's at least not be bored. Come on, Greek chorus, it's time to and get we're live. Good evening, everyone. Today is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. It is five o'clock on the dot and we are on time and we are here with Paula, who is going to play Where's the Lie with us today. You know, Where's the Lie is, uh, this is a special subcategory of Where's the Lie. This is uh, uh, audience Where's the Lie where uh, you will recall the rules that each audience contender that plays at the end of Where's the Lie gets to name the last, the next audience uh, contestant. And I believe last time was the Reverend Dr. Hillary Livingston, uh, who uh, named Paula as the next contestant. Uh, and um, uh, I am joining from San Diego, California, where I am attending the Patriots and Pragmatists Conference, um, where I'm not allowed to say what anybody said because it's uh, under Chatham House rules. So I can just say there are lots of Patriots and lots of Pragmatists uh, uh, playing, uh, um, uh, who many of whom come on this show regularly, and we're <laughs> all hanging out and we're uh, 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 talking about the fate of democracy, and they're all saying really interesting things that I can't tell you about. That um, is so unfair, but I hope that the pragmatists and the patriots are also the same people. Well, yeah, no, no, these are people who are both. But you'll be, you'll be please see there's Sarah Longwell just walking by. Uh, maybe she'll come over and stick her head in the frame. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, there's lots of lots of patriots and pragmatists uh, hanging out here. So, um, uh, but we are not here to uh, talk about the patriots and pragmatists. We are here to play Where's the Lie with Paula. Let me give you a quick reminder of the rules. Paula is going to tell us a story. You can vote at any time on whether the story is true or false. Uh, currently, the pre-story poll has Paula telling the truth by 50, almost an even split. 54% says she's telling the truth. She hasn't spoken a word. Um, we are... Uh, when Paula tells her story, GDF is going to get to ask her three questions. I'm going to get to ask her three questions. We'll probably interrupt her a few times with clarifying questions. And then we are going to bring in three members of the audience to ask three questions. If you would like to be one of those members of the audience, signal us in the ask a question box and we will bring you on screen. You will ask your three questions and then we will all vote on whether you guys will finalize your votes in the poll. You can change those anytime. We will announce our verdicts and then Paula will do the big reveal. There is one thing you are not allowed to do. You are not allowed to check Paula's facts uh, with anything other than your own collective memories and the chat. You can discuss things she says, um, you can share information. You cannot Google anything, she says. You cannot look it up because that would be wrong. Um, <laughs> so with that, Pola, the floor is yours. Okay, so I'm going to tell a story about how I got to meet George Clooney and get his phone number. Um, and so I was flying to Las Vegas for a weightlifting competition. And so this was when I was an undergrad and how old I, were you? Like 18? six? Oh, okay. If, 
<laughs> not going to undergrad. I wish. Um, and so I was obviously an undergrad and I wasn't working at the time. And one of my teammates goes, I can give you my like points and you can take a guest room. So basically the hotel said you have enough points and I can take her guest room. And she had points at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, which for people don't know, is like a super, super nice hotel there. So I would get that guest room. And so we or I fly to Vegas, I fl flew by myself because I had class that day. And earlier that month, I had already taken class off because I had another competition. And so I had to stay that day because my professor was like, you need it. Like, I can't extend this exam. I need you to take it today. So I left by myself and I got to Vegas around midnight and I got there. And then by the time I got to the hotel, it was 1 a.m. And I get to the front desk and I go to check in and my check in like initial time like that I could start checking in was 11 a.m. No, 11. Yeah, 11 a.m. in the morning. And so the morning before, not like the morning after that I had arrived early. And so I go there and they're like, yeah, we gave your room away. And so they had just assumed that I had was not coming or I think they overbooked because there were like multiple huge like world events going on there. Like there were like not only just like weightlifting stuff, there was like bodybuilding championships, all this stuff going on. And so I either think they think thought I wasn't coming and like there must have been a deadline or they overbooked and that's how like hotels work. I'm like, okay. And I'm like in Vegas at this point by myself, <laughs> like I flew in by myself and I'm like, um, like, are they just going to let me go on the street? Because I don't have money to get a hotel room because this was a guest room. And I'm like trying to tell this lady, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And she goes, well, I can give you another room. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, but it's going to be a little different. And I'm like, oh, is it going to still be a room? Like, can I still sleep in it? Like, this is like, what if they give me like- What did you, let you really sleep on the roulette table or something? I have no idea. And I'm like, but it's still a nice hotel. And she gives me- two keys she goes the first key is for your room the second key is for another set of elevators and i'm like what she's like don't take the first set of elevators take a second set and i'm like okay and so i go take those elevators and i get to my room and i open it up and they gave me a full penthouse suite so yeah this I happened to me once in at a conference in boca raton when i was like 23 um, they get, and everybody at my company was, which was, uh, legal times was so like envious and angry that I just gave it away to somebody else. Cause I <laughs> would rather not have it than deal with the resentment. I never um, so had this kind of got out. Like everyone was like, can I just come to your room? And so I get there and be like, it had like a living room with couches. It had a full like bathroom with a jacuzzi in the bathroom, like king size bed, full kitchen, like full size everything. And I went downstairs because this is just how I am to make sure they didn't give me the wrong room. Like, I'm like, I just wanted to double check with them that I wasn't going to be charged for this because that would have been a catastrophe. And so they're like, no, no, that's your room. <laughs> and I'm like, great. And she goes, that second key that I gave you was for the elevators that take you to that part of the tower, like part of the hotel. And she goes, that'll also like give you access to like all the VIP stuff, like the, you know, breakfast on like the top floor or whatever. And like all the like office space free Wi-Fi, whatever. I'm like, great. So I'm having my like great weekends. One of my favorite restaurants is in that hotel, actually. Um, and so I don't remember which day this was. I'm going to get breakfast. What's your favorite restaurant? It's called China Poblano. Jose Andreas has a restaurant in there. Like there are a ton of like some of the best restaurants in the country are in that hotel. Um, and so I go up and I'm going up to like the top, top floor where they have like that lounge area and the elevator door opens and it's George Clooney. And like, I want to say like, I'm never like really starstruck by like celebrities and like, it's just not a thing. Like I don't follow tabloid stuff or anything like that. And all I like, like, I don't know if my brain shut down. Like all I just said was, oh my God, you're George Clooney. Oh my God, you're <laughs> and then I started crying. You started crying because because it was George Clooney. I don't know what. Or because happened. you were embarrassed. I don't know, but it was like it was like you laughing and crying at the same time. I was like unable to speak. 
and this man is just staring at me and I'm like literally like bawling my eyes out and I'm like trying to explain that I'm not a weirdo like I'm like I'm like (laughs) But weirdo is as weirdo does. I mean, if you're, maybe, maybe you were wrong. Maybe, maybe you are a weirdo. I don't know. I mean, I was really like, I was like, this is, this is so bad. And I had no idea what was going on. I mean, it was like this. Like, it was awful. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just trying to explain to you that I, like, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I'm not obsessed with you. And you guys like, do you hate me or something? And I'm like, no, 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 I don't hate you. Like, I like your movies. I'm just saying I'm not like a weirdo, like fan person who would like, you know, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, because there is the rule that when you're in uh, deep in a hole, the first rule is stop digging. <laughs> and <laughs> just... Anyways, and he's like, I finally stopped. Dig more. (laughs) And I I finally like stopped. I cooled down a little bit. And he goes, like, so do you want a picture? I'm like, actually, that would be great now that you mention it. Because you are George Clooney. And my phone's dead. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I can't take a picture with you. He's like, how about this? How about I take the picture on my phone and then I send it to you and I ask for my number and I'm like, okay. And I give him my number, he takes the picture and like, and I just like go back and he gets in the elevator and didn't get a text message or anything. And then like the day before I leave or the day that I leave, I think I get a text message with the picture and I was like, thank you very much. It was nice meeting you. You're welcome. And I haven't touched the number since. And I think, I don't know where it is. I, I exactly, I have it somewhere, but I've, wait, just, I've done nothing with it. But wait, let's, let's figure this out. Because if you have George Clooney's phone number, <laughs> you could text him live that uh, <laughs> you, and ask him to verify this story, right? See, you no, could call him. It's not this, I don't have that phone anymore. I have not transferred all my contacts through that phone. So I don't have his number on me. Cause I would have the picture? the picture in the phone. No, I don't, it's on that phone. I don't have it right with me right now. Oh, so, so you could be just making this. There's none of this that's verified. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't have it with me, but I, I don't use it. And I can tell you why there was one time I never mentioned this to anyone. Cause I told one person, I got back to class and I told one girl and she grabbed my phone and was like running and she was like trying to text or call the number and i was like i am never telling another at least like another like george clooney fan about this like it was the word like do you know like how scared i got like that this person was gonna like send him an absolutely insane message or like call him it was so bad i have have a couple of questions yeah oh i have questions or should i invite you first I think we should bring people in. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. That. But I, in the meantime, I will tell you my height of George Clooney's fame story when all of Washington went insane. <laughs> um, and I don't remember when this was, but it was right at the height of George Clooney's. Um, uh, uh, and there was a new announcement on the Metro system for when the doors were closing. And the announcer, you know, the recorded message said, doors closing, stand clear of the doors. Doors closing, stand clear of the doors. And it was plain as day that that's what the announcer was saying. But all over Washington, in a fit of, like, mass hysteria, people for some reason thought he was saying, George Clooney, stand clear of the doors. (laughs) George Clooney, stand clear of the doors. And if you uh, were to Google that expression, which you're not allowed to do, you would find weird stories in the Washington Post about why do people think the Metro is uh, talking to George Clooney. So your your classmate was not the only one who had like uh, weird uh, George Clooney things going on. Oh my. So I'm going to ask a first question, Paula. What class was this exam that you had to take in? International law. Okay. 
I have no idea which person's asking the next question. Okay. I, I guess I will take the next question. Um, why did you, you had a picture of yourself with George Clooney um, and the prospect of taking of which had reduced you to tears <laughs> and laughter. Uh, how did you not preserve that when you were uh, switching phones? It's on my old phone. I just haven't switched all the stuff on there because it's not backed up. So it's just on an old phone sitting in a, like an old dresser. Oh, so you could like go upstairs and get it right now and show it to no, us. No, I mean, it's it's a deactivated phone. I don't know like how to get the stuff on it. But like, I look really bad in the picture. Like my eyes are closed by the <laughs> no, way. No, 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 This is evidence. We're, we're, you know, can you imagine if the nine, the one six committee subpoenaed Mark Meadows and he said, no, I look really bad in those pictures. You no, I do look really bad. There is like, like there are tears on my face and they're like, I, my eyes are shut. Like, crying, it's a really bad picture. I've not shared it with anyone. Like I've so, not like, cause you so, would think so I would you're saying, you're, you're saying or something you're, like that. Wait a minute, Paula. You're saying the evidence exists, you have it in your possession, but you will not show it to us because your uh, eyes are closed and, and you look bad? <laughs> no, 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 no. The phone is deactivated. That's the first thing. And it also needs to be like, I think it probably needs to be like charged or something. I was, yeah. But yes, then, I have, because I would have posted you, but it. But you could plug it in, deactivate it, it'll still turn on. I have no idea. Is All it an right. iPhone I've, or is it an Android? Yeah, it's an old iPhone 6S, I think. I I think you need to produce the phone. <laughs> it's, what What's the Latin for it? Habeas phonus? Um, <laughs> like, you know what's I did not even post, so I have like a private Instagram in which I have like one or two posts because I don't use it for anything. I didn't even post it there like because I look that bad. Like not like maybe one person has seen that photo. Hmm. All right, Itamar. Your question. Your first question. Oop, hold on, Itamar. I'm sorry. That's my fault. Now you're good. So in defense of Paula, I think it's completely on brand for her to not want to show a picture that she doesn't look great on. <laughs> Green screen herself in the photo. <laughs> Um, Paula, what if we said you can blot yourself out? Uh, you can like just show us the the picture of you know you in weightlifting gear with you can put your hand over your face so like your thumb so that we can't see how bad you look, um, but we'll see you know a weightlifting um, Paula roughly heighted person standing next to George Clooney, looking bewildered. Yeah, like, I, how would I get it? That's my whole point. It's not with you me. Would, you would get your phone, which is in the but other room somewhere. But it's not with somewhere. me. No, it's in the other room somewhere. It'll take you like two minutes to find <laughs> no, it. You'd not, plug it not, in. It's not you said with it was, me, literally. You said it was in a dresser. Yeah, an old dresser of my old house. Oh. All right. This is very fishy. Daniel, Itamar. your first quest. Oh no, Itamar. I don't you carry my old phone with me wherever I go. No, this is this is totally unacceptable. <laughs> so who is the first person that you told about crying in front of George Clooney and are they producible? Uh, it was one of my teammates because it was at a weightlifting competition and she had actually just braided my hair. And so I went back down after she had braided my hair and I went back and I told her. Where is she? <laughs> we've, we've got like 42 minutes. You could you could text her and send her the link and we could validate this story. Four years ago. Daniel, the qu next question is yours. He remembers this story. Um, I'm wondering why George Clooney would be so reckless with his personal contact information. So why did he trust you? Can you imagine if he did this for every person that uh, he met and gave away his personal contact information? Actually, so I did think about that. And then I realized this isn't the first time this has happened to me. 
So this was another time I met someone and I was at a competition and like I was just around the convention center and my phone had died and I met an Olympian and I wanted to take a picture with her and my phone was dead and she was like, here's my personal like Instagram account. And she was like, I'll just take it on here and then I'll just DM it to you through there. And so like, I think people will like, if you're alone, like they will just like give you their information and like, just really hope that you don't do anything with it. Or it wasn't his number because I just said thank you. And like maybe it was like his assistance number or like a secondary number that he has. Because I just said thank you and he said, you're welcome. That was it. Yeah, there's a trick to this. You know, if you uh, want to get contact information for famous people, just follow them on Twitter and tweet at them until they follow (laughs) you. And then you can DM them. I can't tell you how many famous people I've met that way. (laughs) <laughs> Richard, your question? Um, yes. Uh, so, uh, Paul, I'm curious about uh, Mr. Clooney's demeanor when he asked you what was wrong. Was he impatient or concerned or amused? No, or like, was- he was like, like, kind of like Ben and GDF, like, are you okay? And then also laughing and like trying to make sure that I was okay. Like, I was actually very, very shocked at, like, how nice he was. Because, like, I was, like, not okay. I could barely breathe. Like, I was, like, I looked like a mess. No, he was very nice. All right. Well, I'm going to ask a quick question, Paula. Would you say he was clean shaven or did he have a five o'clock shadow going on? Like, where, where in the spectrum of beard growth was he? Uh, like he'd shaven that week, but like had it shaved recently. Like he didn't have a beard, but like he didn't look like flawless. Like he looked like he was just like walking around. Like, like does that make sense? Like you know, so, like so does it, he didn't look like yeah. So he didn't look like he was like going to like he didn't look he wasn't like spiffied up or anything like that. So I don't think he had like looked like he had like gotten hair done or something like that like he didn't look like he was just walking around up there when i got there how did the weightlifting competition do what was how much did you lift and what was your uh were you happy with your performance i was not so that was after uh, another performance and i did really really well at that one and at this one i did like i didn't do bad but i had been on a streak of doing like better and better and so this one was just like a normal one and it was like oh i was expecting so much more and i'd flown all the so way what to did Vegas. You lift? i lifted i think 60 61 or six between 61 or 62 kilos for snatch and then probably around like 75 for clean and jerk I can't but I didn't like I I did not I made only one snatch and I think I only made one clean and jerk like it was not a good and did you gamble at all no okay I don't can you gamble when you're 18 I don't know like I don't I wouldn't I don't go near that stuff I wouldn't even know I wouldn't know. But either. the entire, like, the that hotel, the entire floor of the, like, that hotel is just, like, I guess, I don't know if it's, like, technically a casino, but uh, it's yeah. all gambling. That's what, the, that's what those hotels are. Well, I don't know if it's <clears throat> called Itamar. one technically, but. Itamar, your second question. Oh, what, uh, what type of uh, weightlifting do you do? Do Olympic style weightlifting. Okay, that was quick. Uh, Daniel? Oh, what year did this take place? Uh, 2018. Ooh, we're speed rounding. Okay, Richard? Uh, so about how long was your um, interaction with Mr. Clooney after the elevator stopped? Like five minutes. Like I li- the elevator literally opened and he was right there. And like, it was instant, like, oh my God, you're George Clooney. And then crying. And then it was probably like five minutes. And that was, that was it. He got in the elevator. He was waiting for it. And I got out and went on into the lounge. Okay. Do I have one more, Ben? Or is, 
is, I think is, you have one more. Okay. So did you require a tissue to blow your nose after you're crying? I mean, I looked really bad. I must have gotten mm. something, but I don't remember what I did afterwards, actually. Like, I don't remember why I went up to that floor, probably to get food or something. Cause I don't, I didn't like bring, like I wasn't doing like homework or anything. I probably went to go get food. Ben. So I am hung up here on the relationship between the, you got the fancy room and the George Clooney thing. Uh, I take it the relationship is that you um, had access to the super snazzy place because you had that second key? Yes. So other than that, you would have just been kind of with the hoi polloi in the normal people section. Yes, I remember they had, I don't know if it was like different towers or different parts of the hotel, but essentially there were like two entrances to the elevators and one of them you needed an extra key. And I remember that there were like guards. I don't know if they were actually security guards, like if they would like tackle someone or something, but that was essentially like, it was either it's called a separate tower of the hotel. I don't remember if it was like an actually like separated from it, but it was separate like elevators that they had at a minimum. So here's my question. What other fancy people did you see? Cause this is now you were staying for a weekend in the part of the hotel that the the regular hoi polloi don't get to go to. And so I would think you would be, you know, you're four hours from Los Angeles, you're in a very fancy hotel and you're in the segregated part of it for fancy people and Paula. Um, uh, I would think you'd be like running into Meryl Streep and, uh, and you know, like, a hundred Hollywood celebrities. Did you not see anybody like who was there other than George Clooney? No, like I didn't see anyone. And it's possible that there were a lot of celebrities and I just didn't notice. But like, so I had my like room looked over like part of like their outdoor like bar and pool and everything. And I never like used any of that stuff. Like I literally scurried up there to get food and came back down like I did basically I went to those restaurants and it's because there was I mean it's possible that there were famous people because I went to that weekend um they have Momofoku which is which is David Chang's Chang's restaurant and like there could have been famous people that I would have not noticed at all like there I would have not known like this is what I mean like I've not or I probably didn't care I just want to say that I love her use of the word scurried and Ishmar, you get to ask your final question. Um, what was the uh, last movie with George Clooney that you had seen that elicited such an intense response to seeing him in person? Uh, well, I do like the Oceans like series and I do like him as an actor, but I also, this is why I also like George Clooney. I mean, he was super nice. So now I like have a really hard time like hating on him. He, I have this one shtick on Twitter, which is like the best part of George Clooney is that he married a Lebanese uh, lawyer. <laughs> and so uh, I think I keep that in the back of my mind too. All right, Daniel, your final question. Um, how tall do you think Clooney was? Not taller than me? Like, I don't think he was I don't think, I don't think he, he's I don't think they're just like he was taller than six feet but I'm guessing around like the like five seven range Paula how tall are you five right because like I'm five six <laughs> George is not five I have seven. no idea like everyone to me is kind of huge because I'm so small so like I'm not really great with like guessing people's heights <laughs> hello 
Photobomb. I want a photobomb, Ben Wittes, and the uh, in lieu of fun crowd. Here is Corey Shockey, who is one of the many great Americans uh, at the Patriots and Pragmatists Conference. Uh, she gave a fabulous speech uh, this morning uh, as, my cue to leave. as part of a discussion of Ukraine, uh, but we are not allowed to talk about what anybody said because of the Chatham House rules. Oh, my goodness. Richard, your final question. Yeah, uh, Paula, you said your interaction was probably about five minutes, and I'm just wondering what the extent of this was besides exchanging numbers and taking the photo. I mean, did was there awkward silence? Did he ask how you uh, did he ask about you or anything like he that? Ask you if I was OK, because like I was clearly <laughs> not visibly OK. Like, I mean, I looked really bad. I don't know how to explain. Like, I couldn't talk. Like, it was like the way Genevieve is right now. But like, I was a random person and I was crying in front of him. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I got to say, people, there is like nothing unbelievable about this story. This is like the most obviously true story <laughs> we've ever had on on Where's the Lie. Um, like it was I mean, like I was like for like a, I think like a good minute and a half. He was just watching me like lose it. Like, couldn't. Like, I don't know what got into me. Like, I seriously could not tell you. Maybe it was the shock of like him being right there but it didn't go well. all right well we are only halfway through the show but we are all the way through our game here uh so let's uh let's deliver our verdict let's first of all take a look at the poll um this is your chance to vote folks uh a lot of More you haven't voted yeah it's actually oh. oh yeah it's changing hard now um uh, hmm. Should we have our, our three questioners give their verdicts yeah, right now? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so Itamar, you get to decide, do you think that Paula is telling the truth? And that George Clooney did, in fact, take pity on her in her tearful state and ask her if she was okay many, many times? Or is she telling us a little yarn? I'm, like, fairly confident, like, the substance of like ever of the events is true. I I could believe that Clooney would be swapped out with someone else. Uh, but you, you mean the whole thing is true, but it's Paul Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Was he still alive? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know he, uh, or Robert Redford or something. He's still alive, I think. Oh my goodness. All right. Um, I apologize. My internet got a little broken up. So could you reiterate each of our, do you think Paul is telling the truth or lying? You have to say one or the other. Um, man, I'm wrong every time. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the, she's, I think she's lying. Okay. That's Whoa. one for a lie. Itamar, Paula is lying. Okay. Mr. Daniel Burge from his native habitat, your verdict. Um, I agree that I think she's lying. And I and find what's, the your, what's your basis part, for the penthouse part I find slightly implausible, the check-in time slightly implausible, and then also Looney being so reckless with his personal information, I find hard to believe. Hmm. Professor Wattenbarger. Uh, I, I think she's telling you the truth. And the reason why actually has less to do with the answers to any of the questions and more the telling of it, the fact that she kept on cracking up throughout the story um, and like there's some sort of residual embarrassment or something that's like deep down. She just couldn't, uh, she couldn't uh, deliver it straight. And I, I think that with an experience like that, it would be hard not, it would be hard to deliver it straight uh, if, you know, if it went the way that she uh, says it did. So. All right, GDF, what do you think? 
Well, first I'm going to go to the poll, and now we have a 55.8% of the Greek chorus believe that Paula is not lying. Now, I am going to... I don't know, Paula, you really have me in a pickle here. Because <laughs> I can't tell, because there are so many parts of this that I'm like, that is 100% Paula. And then I'm like, but is it all the same evening? Or is it just bits and pieces? So I feel like I'm going to say you're trying to tell us a little fib. That's where I'm going. I'm going that you're lying. Ben? I'm going to go with where I started. <laughs> I don't actually think Paula is emotionally capable of lying. <laughs> I think she's one of the most emotionally transparent people I have ever uh, engaged with. Um, so let's go through the component parts of the story. We know Paula is a weightlifter. She did weightlifting competitions. Um, the, um, uh, the stuff about uh, having had a very similar experience at a uh, fancy hotel uh, the story about getting reassigned to the, you know, bridal suite or whatever, uh, uh, you know, with 10 rooms and access to all sorts of things is, uh, that just happens. And I think Paula wouldn't be making it up because I think if you, it hasn't happened to you, you're not somebody who knows that it happens. And so I think the only way Paula would even be aware of that is uh, is if it had in fact happened. Um, I was certainly unaware that such things happened until I found myself in a suite in Boca Raton that was like bigger than my house. Um, the second thing is that the uh, connective tissue between the, the relationship between the uh, access to that room and the access to the the fancy room in which she met uh, uh, Mr. Clooney is uh, uh, exactly the sort of detail that is hard to make up. Um, that is, she had access to the fancy uh, 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 lounge, um, the Meet George Clooney lounge, because she had been put in this room I don't think like that. That's like if you could make that up, you're writing scripts. Uh, so I don't think Paula made that up. Um, and so then the question is um, the the specific interaction with George Clooney. The only thing that gives me pause about this is that she won't produce the um, uh, the photo. However, Paula doesn't produce photos of her own face most days when she shows up as a green rectangle because she's embarrassed about something or other. Um, and uh, sometimes it's just that she's wearing glasses. So I don't actually, like, that's that's a little kooky, but it's just the way Paula behaves. So <laughs> I think there's nothing about the story that's, um, that's implausible. And the, the part that's, at the, to me, the dead giveaway is the point that Richard made, that she's still embarrassed about it. Um, and she's um, like practically on the point of tears, even just talking about it three okay. years later. Jacob makes a great point, which is me not having my phone charged if like you've interacted with me and like where you've been with me in real life is the most on brand thing. It's like never <laughs> It is like never charged. It is always at 5%. And everyone's like, why is your phone not charged? All right. So I say you're lying and Ben says you're telling the truth. Are we ready for the big reveal, Ben? I think we are. Paula? Okay. Um, I'm lying. <gasps> I am lying. But there are definitely parts of the story that are true. So parts that are true. I did fly into Vegas at one in the morning and I got there and my room was not available. And then they did give me a room with a full bathroom, jacuzzi, living room with couches, full kitchen. Like that part is true. There was a, definitely another elevator that they gave me. Like it was right next to the other elevators. Um, I did in fact get into the elevator one day and go downstairs to the main lobby and there was a, like a weightlifting like star that I like 
was not obsessed with but like just like liked and then i did start crying like that whole part like of me like crying in front of a random person so the paul newman version of this is like actually itamar kind of nailed it here yes and um my phone was dead and they took my information and then sent it to me later um, so that part of the story is true. And I did go. So the reason I know a lot about the Cosmopolitan is I did love the food there. So I would just go to that hotel and stay there and like just eat there instead of the hotel that I was staying at. Wow, that's pretty good. So I actually do have a photo of me and that person, but I actually actually don't show it to anyone because my face like is like very, (laughs) very red and I'm crying in it and my eyes are basically shut. So the story is basically all true, except it wasn't George Clooney. It was Paul Newman, the weightlifter. Yes. And was was he really nice? Like uh, like. Uh, and is this the the stuff you attributed to George Clooney about him making sure you're okay? Overnight. Like, that was gave all me true. a hug. Gave me a hug. Was like, I'm pretty sure I got like my snot all over them. Like, cause, like they gave, <laughs> that's a good detail. Yeah. Yeah. They gave me a hug, and I was like crying profusely. And I'm like, you, you're gonna get like all of like, like pre-COVID. Like, I'm like, you're getting this all on your shirt, by the way. And are you um? And do you, and do you the stuff about this was an old phone you can't that's all bullshit right it's actually on your phone okay so let's see the picture come on Paula that in this picture that's okay um, we want to see it okay um, we want to see the Paul Newman the weightlifter and Paula uh, uh, sobbing uh, I have to look for it but I'm looking right now. All right. Well, we'll talk to keep up uh, the banter while you're while you're doing that. Um, feel like that is actually that that right. The, <laughs> the restaurant in uh, Vegas, Jose Andres is uh, he's a very good person. His restaurant is actually very very good, by the way. Yeah, a lot of his restaurants are really good. A bunch of them all over DC. Um, well we have done something we've never done before, which has gotten through uh, 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 Where's the Lie in 41 minutes, which means... Um, Do you want me to show you the picture? I oh, mean, yes. yes. Okay, this is the picture um, of, like, I mean, like, I'm, like, visible. Wait, wait, wait. Make, make Paula big so we can see the whole thing. Okay, hold on. Um, it's really hard to see, like, but, like, my eyes, oh... Okay. I thought you meant make me big on my phone. No, um, no, 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 no. But like my eyes are like basically shut. And so who is this person? Um, I think she's like a, I, can't, I think she's two or three time Olympian. I can't remember um, for USA weightlifting and Olympic style weightlifting. Interesting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when did you stop competitive weightlifting? Basically... Well, I mean, like, now it's, like, the weird thing is, it's, like, with weightlifting, it's, like, you, it's very, like, decentralized. So, if I just, like, showed up to, like, a meet with, like, the numbers that I needed, like, I could post numbers into the, like, into the process of how they, like, calculate them, and, like, it would be fine. So, but, like, I haven't done a competition since I started law school, because it's, like, I mean, I went from training two times a day, multiple times a week. It's not possible. And like training sessions are very long. Or I used to make them long because I would talk a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I can't imagine that. <laughs> if it's decentralized, though, like do you do you know how it get because it's Olympic style? How it kind of funnels down to those who compete at the Olympics? It's the so there's like a qualification process that has I think like some sort of algorithm, but it's mostly okay. like based on like who does actually put up the highest number. So like there are people who are like unaffiliated without a like listed club or whatever, and they like will win championships. And it's like, that's like, so like, there's no, like you have to um, like, like you're actually with your own club, like when you're competing on the national stage before you go international. So there's no, like you're have to go with, 
like to a training center in Colorado, I think they shut that down and it's no longer a thing. So it's very decentralized. Like you show up to a meet that you sign up for and you post those like numbers or hit those numbers and they go into an algorithm. It's not like, I don't think it's super weighted, but I mean, it's weighted enough where it's, I think weighted on a specific like per event probably or something like that. And then it goes um, into a spreadsheet and you can see like based on who lifted the most and like the algorithm who comes out at the top and then they'll pick a certain amount to go to like an international event or something. That's awesome. Do you think you're going to get back into it? I don't know. It's like really, so I was like saying it's, it's like also very like mentally like consuming. Like I remember I would come back home at night, like around like eight or nine. And I just like want to lay on the floor. Like I had no, no energy to do anything else. Um, so, and it's like very, it's a very like weird sport to be like half in and half not. Cause like you can do that, but it's just hard. So I have a serious question. Why did you choose George Clooney for this story? I mean, why not, uh, you know, Billy Graham, Franklin Graham, or- I was gonna uh, say Billy Graham is dead, Yeah, right? like a lot of people are dead. Um, or, you know, um, uh, any of a, a million other people, why, why George Clooney for this story? Is it because he's married to a mall? I think that's part of it. I think also I had to pick someone who was like unproblematic. Like, I think he's like very unproblematic. I didn't want to bring like, like, I like there was no way I was gonna be like Johnny Depp. And like that wasn't gonna happen, right? Especially with the news going on. You mean Johnny because Depp. you, because why does a person have to be unproblematic? It doesn't, isn't it a better story if the person's like somebody with a really bad rep but he, in this context, he was really nice and, uh, uh, no. you know, just wanted to make sure you it were okay. Makes it worse, right? Doesn't that like subject me to like, I don't know, then I have to like make. Yeah, we're getting a list of possibles in the, in the chat here. <laughs> Will Smith, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. I mean, I mean, isn't it like a better story if it's somebody awful? Like if Taylor I met Taylor, Donald Trump. Or Taylor like, Swift. But you know, it could have been a tell though then, because if she had picked someone that we would expect her to have a really strong emotional reaction to, and then if she didn't have one that corresponded to how we believe she would have reacted, then perhaps we would have known. I guess, except that like her reaction, since in the story, her reaction is like, oh my God, you're so, you're, George Clooney and bursting into tears is consistent with any of them. Um, <laughs> no, I'm like, I oh, but Maggie says me. she has a, a, a crazy story of meeting Kevin Spacey. Maybe we should, Ooh. speaking of terrible people, yeah. um, maybe uh, we should bring her on to tell that. Like, um, I definitely wouldn't have cried if I had seen like Donald Trump. Like that, that wasn't going to happen. And he was also president at the time. <laughs> yeah, that one wouldn't have been credible. Um, I have so I a funny story about Donald Trump in Las Vegas, though. I would love to hear that. So it's Aren't not... all stories of Donald Trump in Las Vegas funny? Well, it wasn't quite Donald Trump. So I had to go teach. Um, I think this was in 2017 at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas for a week, which is, by the way, my favorite university. Um, and so I decided if I was going to spend a week in, in Vegas, I was going to spend it on the strip so that I, you know, uh, could actually have the experience of hanging out in, you know, the real fake Las Vegas. So I go up in, I uh, check into this just outrageous hotel and go up to my room on the 40th floor or something and right out my window is Trump Tower Las Vegas. I mean, it's this giant gold monolith of a building. And I think I snapped a picture of it and tweeted it with something plaintive, like, what did I do to deserve this? But, you know, <laughs> I would wake up in the morning and look out the window and there was Trey was like living outside of Trump Tower and it had the, the giant um, Trump written across it. So Maggie, uh, tell us about your encounter with Kevin Spacey. Um, it I mean, it's not that crazy, but it was 20 years before Me Too, and it's everything that ended up to be true. 
Um, I was actually, it was, I was in college. I was the same age as Paula was in her story. I was 19, 20. I was interning in Washington, DC. And I have all kinds of crazy stories, but it was the premiere of American Beauty. And they did a premiere the year that movie came out and it was amazing. And they did a premiere in Washington, DC. I was working for the DCCC. Um, and my, I was interning my boss who had recently graduated from my college was like a 23 year old, young, very good looking guy who was a swimmer in college. Um, apparently when this event with Kevin Spacey came up, our other colleagues were teasing um, my boss because there had been a previous event um, where Kevin Spacey had hit on him. Um, and again, this is like way decades before any rumors or any anything. And it was just kind of like, I mean, so it was like this big joke and I was just like quiet in an intern. And then we were at the event and sure enough, Kevin Spacey was like, yeah, let's go out for an after party to like these young men, um, it was creepy. And he was creepy. <laughs> it, the, re yeah. the reputation long preceded. Exactly. The, yeah. Yeah. Two decades um, later, all it, I was like, oh yeah, that was real. So, so he wasn't nice like George Clooney and like the fake George Clooney? Fake George um, Clooney. He wasn't not nice. He was very, he was very like, he was very Hollywood charming. I mean, right. he was very movie star, like um, charismatic, but like if it hadn't been for like the jokes amongst our inner staff that he had previously hit on Tyler, like it wasn't obvious or a thing, but like that combined with like, yeah, let's go out for an after, but it was just like, mm, you yeah. know, it was just something in my gut. It was like no <laughs> but well thank you for that and i like paula cannot lie so it's a true story well apparently paula can <laughs> lie um or thank at least cha change a name um <laughs> i had a, a bunch of stories by the way that i was like thinking of and i thought this one was like a, a decent one. The other one I had was me pretending that this, like, I think this one, like, it just like, it wouldn't have gone well. Cause it was going to be that I released thousands of crickets into my high school as a senior prank. And I was like, but I'm, I don't do anything. Like I would yeah, never, yeah, no, you totally that would have never, that. That never worked as a story. I once, del I once delivered a toilet to uh, a class in, in my high school. Um, uh, but that was not a live, they were not live crickets. They was a, it was a toilet. Um, uh, so Paula, a very serious question for you. Who are you nominating to succeed you as uh, audience? Where's the lie contestant? Um, I wonder who, who has gone. So there's been Dr. Dr. Reverend. Reverend. And um, and Mr. Ducks with pants. Mm -hmm. um, I've never known whether the last name is with pants or whether the with is kind of like a Vaughn or a Van. And it's <laughs> you know, um, lowercase w capital P. I, I think we call him Mr. Pants. Um, uh, yeah, I think those are the only members of the audience. So you you have and you've played the game. I have. Or you do not count as, do co -ho, do hosts and co-hosts not count as audience? GDF and Kate have never played. Has Okay, so when Kate told her story, that wasn't her playing the game. That was just her telling a true story. Which one? She's told many true stories. I think this might have been when you told your skinhead story afterwards. Maybe she hasn't played yet. No, that was my, I was playing the game. She wasn't. Okay, and then Scott told a story. I remember that because I like almost broke down. Um, I think yeah. I will go with but GDF. I, but, but I think you have to go with a member of the audience. Yes. Okay. okay, I will do that then. Um, I'll go with Mateo, the other youth. Ooh. I met Mateo the other day um, in I, person. Mateo, do you accept when you were? 
Yeah, let's let's bring Mateo in to bite? see if he accepts the challenge. And Paula, I will think of a memory that I can share with for my story, and I will play it at a, at a later date. Aside from, the, or will I? Or will I just make something up? So, Mateo, uh, do you accept this challenge? We're trying to bring you on to. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, oh yeah, so you can see all the, the oh. people are coming back in now. Um, all right, can, Mateo talk, cannot come talk on, about, but he will accept. He does accept. So okay. Mateo accepts. Uh, we will schedule that someday when he is not out for a walk and isn't <laughs> at a rest stop on the New Jersey Turnpike. Um, I think that wraps us. We're going to maybe wrap a few minutes early today. I think so. Um, but I wanted to ask a quick question. Is there anyone that you've accidentally bumped into that has surprised you with how they comport themselves just generally? Either uh, one of you. Oh, many people. Okay. My I, favorite, my favorite is Bianca Jagger. Really? Um, I am so impressed with her. I don't. I haven't spoken to her in years, but um, when I was at the at the Washington Post editorial page, I wrote a death penalty editorial one day, and the next day the paper came out, and I get a phone call, and uh, somebody with a uh, indescribable accent describes herself as Bianca Jagger, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, wanted to talk to me about the editorial. We had a long chat. Uh, she was exceedingly well informed. Um, and, um, and when I told my friend uh, Chuck Lane about it, he said, oh yeah, he was on a delegation with her to Bosnia during the war and all the other uh, reporters were holed up in a hotel drinking and she just grabbed a notebook and went out and started uh, reporting and um, they've been friends ever since. Uh, so yeah, I, I think, um, and I don't know where she is these days. We kept in touch for a while and we would talk about death penalty issues, um, but I think she's extremely impressive. That's amazing. Uh, so one time, uh, Barack Obama came to my birthday. No, I'm joking. I, I, <laughs> and you burst into cried. tears. And, yeah. Well, we can't see the photo. <laughs> I have like a fear that one day I'm going to like meet someone I do really like and then I'll just like pass out or something. <laughs> like, it's like something that's just like not appropriate. Um, I think I told Ben this, like I have not met a lot of like actually famous people. I feel like I'm always one degree of separation away from meeting famous people. Like, I always know someone who knows a lot of famous people, but I never know. Like, I always know the persons, <laughs> the people that they know that aren't famous. I feel like that's my entire, like, thing. But I, I've never met, like, a famous person, I don't think. How about you, GDF? Who's the, like, whose comportment has surprised you? There have been a couple people. Uh, one that I found to be very surprising uh, was um, Dr. Watson from Watson and Crick. <laughs> that guy, he uh, <laughs> he was surprised. James Watson. Pardon? Wait, Watson. James James Watson of Cold Spring Harbor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a bit of a racist, isn't he? He's a special character. <laughs> from a different Wait, time. Are you, do you mean the real Watson and Crick, or do you mean like a TV show and he like this person played? No, no, the, no, 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 no. James real... Watson is still alive. Um, it's yes. And um, yes. and he was, he's he been at Cold, been at Cold Spring Harbor for a long time and uh, has a long history of very racist statements. Um, uh, and uh, is. Um, uh, something of an embarrassment uh, these days to the profession that he once uh, made a huge contribution to. Would have been great was, though if I had like someone who was dead. Like if I had, like <laughs> I like run into. I did have one strategy where I was trying to look for like a TV show that was like famous enough but not famous, and like 
pull the plot and just replace my life into it and see if anyone picked it up. But I, I couldn't figure that out in enough time. Paula, I like that you used a real life story that was you. It was We have another you. photo bombing situation. Love it. It's Lisa Kaplan. <laughs> All right. We are going to wrap yeah. there. It is 5.59. Um, and and yeah. we will be back on Friday. I have no idea who it will be. I will be up in the Bay Area by then getting ready to fly home. I have no idea what we're going to do, but it'll be 46 hours and uh, uh, 47 hours and one minute from now. And until then, Paula... We can't have fun anymore, and we also can't have George Clooney, um, but we can Unless have... we're a mom Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but we can break down an uncontrollable laughter and crying when we need to.